Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast with your host, Chris Anderson. In this show, Chris and his guests will share their knowledge and experience on how to go from zero to successful entrepreneur. They have built their businesses from scratch and are now ready to give back to those who are just starting. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and elevate our businesses. And now your host, Chris Anderson. All right, welcome back to another recording of the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. Today, we've got Julian Harris on the show. We're going to be talking about the inside-out paradigm and how we can really elevate our lives, elevate what we're doing in life and our businesses uh, through our own selves. So, Julian, welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Excited to have you here. Uh, If you guys can't tell, Julian has a little bit of an accent, or at least... From my perspective, I guess, maybe not everyone listening, but Julian's over in the UK. Um, and so it's always good to talk to people from across the pond or all over the world, really. So we're super grateful for that. You know, Julian, what got you into kind of studying this paradigm, you know, this inside out paradigm and, and people and how they can improve, you know, their lives and what they're doing? Well, that's a that's a long story. And I, I know we don't have a whole <laughs> heap of time, so I'll try and keep it as brief as I can. Um I'm a I'm a coach right now. I work with uh, with CEOs and leaders in the startup world and in the SME world. Prior to that, I was a I was a lawyer for for 20 years, um, working big business, working in house in big business. And so I've been coaching professionally for I don't know five, six, seven years now. And and I I discovered the inside out paradigm along the way. And when I heard about it, it just kind of, it was like a, one of those light bulb moments. A light bulb went off in my head and I thought, yeah, that makes, that makes so much sense. So you, you might be wondering, well, what is it? Yeah, so, my next question. You read it right out of my, my mind. So <laughs> Yeah, let me try and explain it. So I think many, many people around the world, so let me go back a step. We all, all human beings operate in the same way. We're all kind of wired in the same way. And our experience um, is created in the same way. But I think virtually all of us kind of forget what that experience looks like. Most of us think that what we're feeling in any given moment is a, as a kind of direct result of what's happening out there, mm. right? So mm. I always use the, 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 the example of, well, you might have an argument with somebody, for example, you're business partner or your one of your colleagues or your spouse or your kids and you feel a certain way you might feel sad or angry or frustrated or whatever it might be and you kind of point the finger at blame as it were at the outside event the argument or maybe what was said in the argument but in actual fact what's happening is the way you're feeling is a kind of a direct result of what you're thinking. Mm. So your thoughts are creating your feeling. Okay. And that's how we operate. All of us, all 8 billion of us, we operate from the inside out and not the other way around. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And how do people, so because you see people, they're super successful, you know, they're hitting all their milestones and you have some other people who you know, seem to have, quote, unquote, everything going wrong for them, you know, if you were to ask them. So, you know, if that stems from our thoughts, how do we go about 
shifting that? How do we go about getting a control of that and even realizing that that's what's happening? Uh, a great question. And I think for everybody, whether whether you're, quote, successful, whatever that means, right? Whether you're successful or not, most people still operate thinking that the world, the you know, our experience is from the, from the outside in. Uh, the first step is is awareness, mm. because if you're not aware of something, then you can't you can't change in any way. So the first thing is to be aware of it, I, and like don't get me wrong, I, I still my my day to day experience is still like everybody else's. I still have to catch myself, right? When I'm feeling a certain way, I, the the the, the inclination is to look out there. But because I because I have the understanding of the way I work, the way we all work, then I'm able then I am able to catch myself. But sometimes it takes a while. Uh, and we all, you know, this might be familiar to you. We all get lost in our thinking. Mm-hmm. We all go down the rabbit hole sometimes. Um, and you know, I, I thinking thinking about stress and anxiety, which is a subject that. Um, I work with 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 many people. I talk to many people about it. Again, we point the finger at the outside world. Something is happening out there that makes us feel that way. But the way I why think, do you, why do you think we do that? Why do you think we point the finger finger at the outside world instead of instead of first going internal? Is yeah, it a simpler I, thing, I, or I'm not sure. It's a it's a great question. I think it's the way we've been conditioned. Mm. I think I think it's you know Let's we, throw blame. Is that what you're meaning, kind of? In a, in a Sorry, general, can I say that again? To, to, to throw blame on something else instead of yes. taking ownership? Yeah. Like, that's what we've yes, been I, I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, and, and for me, stress and, uh, and anxiety, the, so the feelings that we get are as a result of our brains going 100 miles an hour thinking about fu- possible future events, Right. And we all do that. We all get completely lost in our thinking. Yeah. And the way I've come to think about the feelings of stress and anxiety is it's like our body's way of, it's like an alarm clock. Mm. Wake up, right? Oh, I'm feeling these feelings. Wake, I, I'm, I have to wake up. I have to, I have. I have to be aware that actually I'm completely lost in my thinking. Come out of my head, get get present, you know, become aware of what's happening in the moment. And when you can do that, it's surprising how those feelings, those horrible feelings of stress begin to to dissipate. Yeah, because you know, I've heard it say said that anxiety and stress comes from spending too much time thinking about the past and too much time thinking about the future because we have no control of either of those. Mm. Yeah, but to focus on the present and you get rid of, you know, majority of that stress, stress and anxiety. So, you know, how can we pull ourselves into the present? You know, when we get in those moments of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm thinking way too much of, you know, what if, or what might come or what happened? How can, how can we pull ourselves into the present and get kind of back on track or more control of our mindset? Mm. So, yeah, it's just, Going up, going back a step. The, the first, the first thing is to have this awareness of the yeah. of the inside out paradigm, uh, and actually, we all pull ourselves back into the present all the time. Mm. It's it, it's it's um, 
it's not something that we actively do. So, so in, in you might you, this might this might resonate with you and, and your audience. If you actually think about your day to day experience, you might be down the rabbit hole, and then all of a sudden you'll think, "Oh, I've been I'm, I've been lost in my thinking. I'm I'm coming back up to the kind of the real world, get present again." So it's something that we actually ordinarily do. Some just sometimes. It takes us longer to to come back to the present okay. than other times, but like like everything, it's a practice. So you can there are clearly there are techniques that we can use to practice being more present, such as mindfulness, okay. such as such as being aware of our surroundings when we're walking. It's amazing. <laughs> like, so I live in an urban area, right, and it's amazing how much. We look. We don't look up. All <laughs> right. We. If, if you're walking past the storefronts, that's all we see. Mm. Right. How many of us actually look up beyond that and see what's there? So for me, that's a great, a great kind of metaphor, but actually a really practical way of being aware day to day in the moment. Mm. Yeah, I think. That's a great, that's a great point because especially now, right. With our phones, like people are looking up even less. Yeah. Um, I've seen people just like walk into other people or walk into things because they're looking down at their phones and that awareness is just kind of shrunk. Right. Do you think that plays a part? Uh, maybe social media online obviously has a, it's great aspects, but do you think things like that have played a part into people's stress stress and anxiety going up because they're not living in the moment as much because of everything they see online yeah 100 percent human beings through the ages have been expert at kind of distracting ourselves from the present moment because some sometimes we have to do a task that's boring or that requires thought or whatever it might be and then what do we do well nowadays we turn to our phone you know in the old days maybe there would be a newspaper there or a you know, or, some, or you'd pick up a book, or whatever it might be. But we are—we are the masters at distracting ourselves, and the masters at taking ourselves away from the present moment. And yes, without doubt, social media—the phones were specifically designed to be addictive. You know, so even if you don't have social media on your phone, there's still—you can't help but pick it up and hold it, and maybe play some games on it. We're, uh, we're, we are so good at uh, taking ourselves out of the present moment. And, and again, why do you think that is? Why is that such a, you know, no matter where we are in, in life, you know, whether it be a boring task, whatever it is, why do we have to have something replace it in, instead of just doing the task or staying in the moment? Because largely when we're distracting ourselves, we are distracting ourselves from a moment of, suffering if i can mm. put it that put it like that it okay. doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a significant moment of suffering but di- let's call it discomfort okay we're we're hardwired not to enjoy discomfort mm. um but in actual fact when you this discomfort is the the path to growth and development and getting better to elevating ourselves, if I can use your branding a little bit, sure. <laughs> um, because you know, 
imposter syndrome again everyone everyone talks about imposter syndrome and I, I like to think about it as something that is when you're feeling it um you know you're in the right place mm. so you may be feeling really uncomfortable but that 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 discomfort is is necessary in order for you to grow and develop because you're yeah. doing something that's outside of your area of comfort expertise capability and you can you do it and you do it again and then eventually yeah you become more capable of doing that thing <clears throat> more confident in doing that thing and lo and behold right you have a new skill you have new confidence yeah you've grown you've developed yeah i think that that replacing discomfort with something you know with the immediate gratification type thing is so huge and it's so true because whatever it is like you can't and I see so many kids nowadays, which is one reason we don't want to give like technology stuff to our kids for a while is because they can't just sit or they can't just go and explore. They have to have the tablet or something in their hand. And, mm -hmm. and if not, they just have breakdowns. And it's like, and even as adults, like, can you just actually sit with no TV on, with no phone uh, and just sit in silence or, or just have a conversation without anything else like it yeah. becomes a little discomfort or a little um uncomfortable right and yeah 100 percent. and i'm i'm guilty of this as yeah. well i am so guilty of that too i you know <clears throat> who 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 practices what they preach all the time all the time uh, right yeah not, so not we have many. we have to we have to go easy on ourselves um yeah the same token but but you're right uh, it's it's almost like a lost art isn't it mm -hmm. sitting quietly in reflection or sitting even quietly with a book yeah. um, and not every five minutes reaching for the phone or reaching for the tablet. Yeah. And it, like they say, it's like an addiction. Like you could sit there and it's like, you're drawn to do it, you know? Uh, and it's yeah. just like any other form of addiction kind of thing to replace that. You just, to, to break that habit, you have to replace it with something else. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and you know, take that spot uh, in a more productive yeah. way. Yeah. And I suppose the only difference, the, the only difference here is, <clears throat> yeah, le learning. So not replacing the addiction necessarily, but learning how to sit with the feelings of discomfort. Okay, yeah. It might be, a, like I said earlier, it might be a boring task that you have to do. But learning how to sit and pushing through with that boring task or with the thing that makes you uncomfortable that's 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 where the real growth is i think you know being being comfortable um with discomfort if i can put it like that yeah no, i think that's i think that's something that we're losing more and more of with you know everything you can call it whatever you can call it that we we're becoming lazier we're becoming softer whatever word you use we're becoming more um you know, we we're steering more away from the discomfort of things. We want it to be, we want it to feel good. We want it to be easy. We want it to be simple. And sometimes you just can't do that in everything. And when you do, you know, you lose, like you couldn't work out without discomfort. Like if you want to get stronger, there has to be discomfort. Yeah. If you try to bypass that, then you're, you know, setting yourself up for injury or whatever. Um, yeah, and, that's right. And, and if we want to achieve anything in life, there has to be suffering. There has to be discomfort. And so, we have to find the joy if that you know if i can put it like that we have to find the yeah. joy in the suffering and the discomfort because we know 
you know, we when we push through that and then we we achieve what we're setting out to achieve, it feels all the sweeter mm. for having been through that pain. Yeah. So how do we how can we can how can we try to find that joy, you know, even with discomfort? How can we change our mindset and how we view things? Uh, I, I once heard somebody talking about the the hoovering, the vacuum cleaning. Mm. Uh, or that you know, call it any chore, the dishes or whatever it is, the laundry. Uh, and what they were saying, it really struck me, is really, really get present to the task you're doing. Moment by moment, really being present to it, and it's, it's amazing what happens when when you can do that. And again, it, it I don't always manage to do this, but when I've tried to do it. It's made the task a pleasure. Hmm. It's strange to say, but really, really getting present to that. What's that mean, getting present with that task that makes it enjoyable? Noticing noticing everything about the moment, about what you're doing, the smell of the laundry, the squeakiness of the dishes, you know, the, the way the vacuum cleaner glides over the or gets kind of stuck on the the carpeted areas, whatever it is, really look at the details. Hmm. Get get really curious about the details. And and that also has an effect on our perception of time as well. Um, one of my clients and I were talking the other day about um, you know, t- time is the most precious commodity and it's yeah. going so quickly, right? Yeah. Every every year seems to get quicker and quicker and quicker. So how do we how do we slow down time? Well, obviously we we can't we can't practically realistically slow down time, but we can slow down our experience of time. Mm. So so really noticing all the little details of of the task you're doing at the time, um, having kind of real focus on that task, I think helps uh, helps. It makes it feel like time slows down. It makes it feel like you have more time. It's a really, it's a, it's such a kind of metaphysical thing. It's really hard for me to describe as a feeling. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, that's that's what I've experienced when I've been able to do that. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of you know you've seen videos or pictures of, uh, or at least once it gets on, sticks out of my mind. There's an event, and you got all these people in the crowd. And it shows this one older individual just standing there, you know, hands crossed, just watching, you know, eyes mm-hmm. locked on the event. But you got everyone else like got their phone up, trying to take a picture or a video or like looking at their phone, not like truly engaged and appreciating the moment. Uh, and I think that's kind of, you know, what I think about when you're saying that is, you know, we're kind of distracted by trying to capture the moment or, or get to the next thing or what's going to happen next. Whereas if we could just focus on that present moment and just take it in, whether that be, you know, like you said, experiencing each part of the task or whatever's happening in the moment, or just the fact of like being grateful for that moment of what's going on and what you're able to do and why you're able to do it, you know, can really change uh, a lot of things. But in my mind, yeah, that, that picture, that image came up. Of yeah, that's a, enjoying it. Yeah, that's a brilliant, a brilliant visual image because we will all that will that will resonate with everybody, you kind know, of listening or watching this. 
we'll have all been we'll have all been that person on our phone, mm-hmm. won't we? You know, it, whatever the event might be, because we, we will all like ca- everyone wants to capture stuff yeah. on a physical device, right? So they can yeah. show people, or but actually being in the moment. It's so rare nowadays. So I think that's a brilliant, Chris. Thank you. It's a brilliant visual image. Yeah, it's and it's hard, you know. And I don't know. It was just because we're in the in the world we're in, or you know that it's an intrinsic like need to show, like, hey, look, we were here, we did this, you know, proof kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I just, um, just how this changed instead of just being in the moment, like, like you said, we want to capture it instead. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I mean social media has a lot to do with that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a big user of that, but even uh, capturing something that I can sh- that I can send on WhatsApp later to the family, right? It's the same. It's the same thing, and that yeah. takes me out. That takes me out of the moment. It's like even with the kids, you know. I got two little ones. I know you have a daughter, and mm. like even in that those moments, like sometimes. It's like, I go back and forth. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a great moment. Like I was in the moment, I was present. I was like, man, it would have been cool to have that, you know, captured on video or picture. But I was I was in the moment, which is great because I have the memories. Hmm. Um, and then there's moments where you have them on a picture, but you're like not really in the moment because you're trying to get the picture. And so it's like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Uh, I think there's good and bad. I mean, I think there's a good good and bad of both obviously but kind of just walking and just doing the best you can with it yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean so so i've got a couple of kids um rosie who's 11 and noah who's nine and um it's about for me anyway it's about kids don't want much from you you know we're all conditioned to think i need to buy them this or have this for their happiness all they want is your time Mm -hmm. all they want is your time and so if you're taking yourself, if you're not being present because you're on your phone, taking a photo of them or a video of them, right, it kind of detracts just a little bit from that experience. And they may not say anything, but they can, they will feel it. They will, yeah. they, the kids know when you're not totally present. With them. Yeah. It's like, you know, just the other night we were sitting there and I was just, I was, I, was, I can't remember if I was checking email or what I was doing. Um, but Everett, my oldest, he's two years old right now. Um, was he got some like loose magnet tile things out? And yeah, we he, got them. He yeah, he loves them, and he he just said, "Dad, Dad, sit." And I'm on the chair, and like a, a, a hesitation for a moment. I was like, I got his son up, but he was like, "Dad, sit," and was like hitting the ground next to him. And I was like, "No, I'm this can wait. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go down there and uh and and build some stuff with them." And it's like in those moments, like even then, like the decision, like. And so like just remembering that. And I think it just goes back to time. Like we've talked about time a lot, like time goes quick, like all kids want are your time. Mm-hmm. And all we, all we can do is, you know, with the time we have is our best and be in the moment. And I think, so we can, I think that's kind of almost where it goes back to and is seeing the time we are in right now. You know, we've had our time in the past. We don't know if we're going to get time in the future. And so the time that we have right now in this moment, like how can we really truly in, embrace it, enjoy it and, mm-hmm. you know, live it to the fullest, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And and it sounds like for you. All right. I'm back. Apologies. Oh, no, it's we, all right. We made it. 
it's through about 22, 23 minutes. Yeah, we're getting, we're just getting to, to wind it down. So that's all right. I just, I just had said that the statement on uh, like everything is kind of about time is kind of how we, at least the conversation was going. So yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and what I was going to say is, um, for you like me, it sounds like being with family and spending time with your kids and your your partner is one of your highest values. Yeah. Um, uh, and so for all of us, for everybody listening and watching, it's, it's about, for me, it's about maximizing your life is about living your life, uh, in congruence with your values, what, whatever that they might be. Yeah. Uh, and spending time being present, doing those activities that light you up. Yeah. And it's, it's a crazy thing. Like, and that's so true. You said that because you know, I quit my job in 2020 to try to start a business. And the reason was because I wanted to spend more time with my wife. And, you know, I was, you know, hoping that God would provide us children in the future. And, and we have them now. And I wanted to be able to spend time with them even more. I mean, mm-hmm. I had amazing parents and they were always there. They always showed up. I But I just remember and know how hard my dad works and still works to this day at his job. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to work hard, but I wanted to be able to do it around i guess my family if that makes sense and spend even more time with them just because i see how short time is and yeah and so and with going back to the discomfort like uh if you ever i mean everyone listen to this you know you're i mean you're trying to build your business you're trying to do something different and there is discomfort there's going to be discomfort it doesn't go away uh it just changes how it looks and it changes the intensity sometimes um but you know at the end of the day kind of like Again, Julian, what you're saying, like if you, you could be stressed or anxious about we're not making enough money or, you know, it's not growing as fast as I want it to or X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. But instead, if you can bring it back to, Hey, you know, this is where we're at and and look, I got to spend time with my son today, or I got to spend time with my loved one today, or I got to whatever it is to remind yourself of the good, uh, despite the discomfort. Um, you know, Hey, I worked out, but guess what? I did one more today. So I PR today, you know, it hurt, but I, I PR So whatever it is, if you can change that, I think ultimately that's kind of what it comes down to. And, um, we can do that. We can do some amazing changes in our lives. Absolutely. Change, change the way you think about suffering mm. change your relationship with suffering, with discomfort, and um, you know, that'll take you a long way. Yeah. So Julian, this has been, it's been awesome. Uh, I've enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate your time coming on here, sharing this. If you could leave, you know, listeners, obviously most of them are trying to build something, you know, they're trying to build a business, a side hustle, trying to get a full time, whatever it is, you know, what would one piece of advice, you know, after everything we said, if they could just know one thing or take one thing away, what would that be? Well, I'm actually going to, to talk about something that we haven't talked about today, okay. yeah. which, which is, which is community. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, in, in, in the UK and in the US as well, we have, we have a, an education system, which makes us think that, that getting help from other people to do, to do the thing we're doing is bad. (laughs) Right. Absolutely not. You know, if you're an entrepreneur out there, get, get great people around you, Mm -hmm. whether they're, they're, they're team members, whether they're, whether they're, um, board of directors, whether they're mentors, whether they're coaches, 
build a community around you. You don't have to do it all by yourself. That's my one piece of advice. I love that. that and it goes, that goes good because you have people to talk about, you know, hey, sounding board, this is what's happening is my struggles and help that and they can help bring it back, you know, help bring you back and your thoughts back to the, the present and the good. And, and the, so I think that's great. Community is huge. So again, Julian, again, appreciate you being on Elevate Media Podcast today. Where can people connect with you uh, to find out more about what you do and just continue to learn from you? Great question. Thanks for asking. It's yeah. really simple, isn't it? No, there are no barriers to entry. If you want to have a conversation with me, send me an email. Uh, I'm, you know, really, really open. No, no filters, no nothing. So my email, it's Julian at Julian K Harris, just the letter K dot co dot UK. Awesome. Yes. Take them up on it. Reach out if you need them or you want to learn or just connect with them. Uh, again, just a breadth of, um, knowledge and information so julian again thanks so much for being on the show today i've loved it loved every minute thanks chris thank you for listening to the elevate media podcast don't forget to subscribe and leave a review see you in the next episode